Next, the golden days of radio. This is Frank Brzee welcoming you to the golden days of radio. Great moments from radio programs of the past with the world's most famous personalities. Those memorable moments when everyone listened to enjoy the make-believe world of radio. On this program, we are featuring Bing Crosby plus an exciting episode from Batman and Robin. And now, here's the old groaner. At least that's what Bob Hope used to call him, Mr. Bing Crosby. been a beautiful baby you must have been a wonderful child when you were only starting to go to kindergarten i bet you drove the little boys wild and when it came to winning blue ribbons you must have showed the other kids how I can see the judge's eyes as they handed you the prize. I bet you made the cutest bow. Oh, you must have been a beautiful baby. Cause, baby, look at you now. When it came to winning blue ribbons, you must have showed the other kids how. I can see the judge's eyes as they handed you the prize. I'll bet you made the other kids bow. Oh, you must have been a beautiful baby, cause baby, oh baby. Yes, you must have been a beautiful baby. Time, baby, look at you now. During radio's golden days, many detective, mystery, and adventure shows were popular, but few of them ever outlasted radio. However, one did, and the success of Batman and Robin on television during 1966 and 1967 was phenomenal. For now, let's go back to the early 40s as we listen to the origin of these two crime fighters. dynamic duo, the Cape Crusaders fighting for righteousness and battling the evil forces of crime. Batman and Robin, in reality Bruce Wayne and his young ward Dick Grayson, live at the Wayne Townhouse in Gotham City, where only their butler Alfred knows the secret of their true identities. From their hidden Batcave, with their fully equipped scientific laboratory deep beneath the Wayne House, 
using the powerful Batmobile and Batplane. With their own amazing physical skills and knowledge of criminology, Batman and Robin are able to strike out against the forces of evil wherever they may be in the world. But where did they begin? How and why did Bruce Wayne become the Batman and Dick Grayson Robin? This is the true story, the legend of Batman and Robin. Bruce Wayne was the only child born to Gotham City's millionaire Thomas Wayne and his wife Martha. As the only heir to wealth and power, young Bruce was raised by his parents in the finest traditions of life. They were proud of his excellent scholastic record and his achievements as an athlete. One fateful summer evening, when young Bruce and his parents were walking home to their townhouse on their way back from a nearby dinner party... Gosh, it's certainly a nice night, isn't it? Yes, but it's awfully dark here. Thomas, isn't the street unusually dark? Yes, the street lights seem to be out. Sorry we didn't take the car now. Can't move any of you. And you won't get hurt. Oh! Watch out, he's got a gun. What is this? It's a stick-up, buddy. And I'll start with that nice jewelry you're wearing, lady. No, my necklace. Yeah. Oh! Take your hands off my wife, mister. I told you to be quiet or else. Give me that purse, too, lady. Oh, How dare you? Give me that gun. No, Todd! I warned you, you asked for it. <sighs> Dad! You've killed him. Help, police. I'm going to have to shut you up, too, lady. <gasps> Mother! No! You murderer! You punk. You're next. The gun's jammed. I gotta get out of here. Fast! Mother! Dad! Oh no! The gangster's bullets killed his parents and made an orphan out of young Bruce. The terror and shock of that terrible moment and the thought of revenge against the criminal haunted the lonely boy until finally he made a decision and wrote an historic entry in his diary. And I swear, by the spirits of my parents, to avenge their deaths by spending the rest of my life fighting criminals, I will make war on crime. As the years passed and the boy grew into manhood, he used his family inheritance for this one dedicated purpose. Working in almost total isolation, training his mind and his body as no man had ever done, he became a master scientist, building his own vast laboratory beneath the house. He read and studied all the literature of criminology and police science, and he trained his body to physical perfection until he was able to perform amazing athletic feats and master the arts of self-defense. Throughout the years of study, Bruce's only companion was the family butler, Alfred, who had helped to look after young Bruce after his parents' death. Mr. Wayne, sir, it's terribly late. Hadn't you better retire soon? Alfred, it's ten years tonight since my parents were... since I... Yes, sir, I know. And you've hardly left the house at all these past few weeks. All these years, my research, my studies. It's time I put them to work, Alfred. I think I'm ready now to fulfill that vow. I have my equipment, 
my weapons, and my father's fortune to use. Now it's time for action. I've kept my plans secret from the world for a reason. I must have a disguise. A disguise, sir? Yes. Criminals are a superstitious, cowardly lot. So my disguise will be able to strike terror into their hearts. I must be a creature of the night. Black. Mysterious. What's that? Something outside in the garden. It. Uh... Oh, look there, flying against the moon. It's a bat, sir. A bat? That's it, Alfred. It's an omen. The perfect disguise. I shall become a bat. And thus was born the caped crusader, the figure of the dark, this avenger of evil, the Batman. As the Batman, Bruce Wayne was able to design his own special terrifying symbols, his mask and cape, his utility belt with special tools and weapons, the Batmobile and the powerful Batplane, all with secret hiding places, enabling him to strike out at will against the forces of evil. Soon, the Batman became a legend in Gotham City and elsewhere. As the strange, secret figure of the Batman swiftly brought criminal after criminal to justice, the police were quick to use his help and rely on the Batman in time of need. Hello, Commissioner Gordon speaking. Is this the governor? Ah, good. Now, you'll be glad to know I received an answer from Batman today. No, we still don't know who he really is. We'll continue to investigate, though. But frankly, I almost don't care who he is as long as he keeps up the good work. Yes, Governor. He's agreed to let us install a special private telephone line here on my desk, along with the searchlight signal on the roof. That way we can send out a call for Batman instantly, whenever we need him. No, he insists upon having the telephone installed privately so we can't trace the other end. Yes, I think it's an excellent idea. We'll call it the Bat Phone. Yeah, yeah. The exploits of the Batman soon filled the newspapers. Television and radio spread word of his conquests to all parts of the land. In the underworld, Gang leaders met in secret hideaways to discuss new ways and means of protecting themselves against this deadly adversary. And in even more sinister ways, crime continued to spread its evil roots. In Gotham City, a shred of broken rope was about to weave its way into Batman's life and his future. Bruce Wayne had established the Wayne Foundation, an organization for research and sponsorship of worthwhile projects in the public interest. Good afternoon. This is the Wayne Foundation. Hello, Miss Marshall. This is Bruce Wayne. Yes, Mr. Wayne. Is today the day that the Foundation is taking that group of orphans to the circus? Oh, yes, and I'm glad you called. The director of the orphanage just called. He's ill and will have to get someone else to drive his group of children over there. I'm bringing two other groups and I can't. Well, why don't I bring them myself? It's pretty late in the day to call anyone else and... Well, I haven't been to a circus in a long time. <laughs> well, of course, Mr. Wayne. That's a wonderful idea, and I'm sure you'll enjoy it. Let me give you the address of the orphanage. Mm -hmm.
off, Mr. Wayne? Yes, Miss Marshall. I forgot how exciting the circus is. And these children are really having fun. Look at them. Yes, I know. Ladies and gentlemen, for the next trick, the Flying Graysons will perform an unbelievable feat on the high trapeze. Father, mother, and son, all three will attempt a simultaneous double somersault without the use of the net. Without a net? Isn't that very dangerous? Yes, it is. But they're very good, those Graysons. And that boy of theirs is fantastic. For his age, he's one of the best young acrobats I've ever seen. There they go. Oh, look. A one. A two. A trapeze. A rope has broken. They're falling. Ladies and gentlemen, please remain in your seats. Oh, terrible. All three of them. Miss Marshall, stay here with the children. Where are you going? I want to see the owner of this circus. Those ropes are tested before every performance. They can't just break like that. Moving swiftly, Bruce Wayne disappears into the crowd. Moments later, he reappears at the office of the circus manager. But now, in his guise as Batman. Where is the owner of this circus? Mr. Brady. Here. I'm Brady. What are you... Batman? Yes. I want to show you something, Brady. Look at this rope from the trapeze. You see this here? These strands were cut, not broken. The Grayson's fall was deliberately planned. They were too experienced to have an accident like this. Yes, I know. I know. Look, uh, come into my private office here. I, I must talk to you. All right, Brady. What do you know about this? Batman, I, I wasn't going to tell anyone about this, but the Graysons, they're my star performers. They were, Brady. Never again. Oh, no. They, they... The mother and father are dead. The boy is injured, but he'll be all right. Now start talking. Who would want to murder the Graysons? Racketeers, those gangsters. What? I, I didn't dare tell anyone. They threatened me. They wanted me to pay them protection money because I refused. They... They must have decided to kill my star act. Why didn't you go to the police right away? I I was afraid of what they'd do to me, but I, I never thought they'd do anything like this. It's awful, that poor kid, Dick Grayson. He has no other family to see his parents killed like All that. right, Brady, pull yourself together. Now give me the whole story. Who are they? What did those men look like? I see him now, Doctor? Yes, Batman, but not for long. I have given him a sedative so he can rest. Right. Dick? Dick Grayson, I want to talk to you. Batman? I thought you'd want to know, Dick. We have a good lead to the criminals who killed your parents. I hope to have them behind bars very soon. What, what good will it do? It won't bring my parents back. Dick, if it helps any... I know how you feel. When I was your age, my parents were killed by criminals, too. I have no one now. I'm... I'm alone, an orphan. So was I, Dick. I'm an orphan, too. You... You, too? Yes. The death of my parents, just like yours, made me decide to dedicate my whole life to fighting crime. If... If only I could do something like that, it... It would help avenge their death. Look, Batman, it... If I'm like you, I've got the same reason for wanting to fight crime. Let me join you, please. I could help. You'd have somebody to share your fight. Hmm. 
It would be nice to have a companion. With your acrobatic ability, plus what I could teach you, maybe you could make the grade. I know I can do it, Batman. Give me a chance. Well, I really hadn't thought of it before, but I could adopt you legally as my ward. Hmm. You'd be the only other person who knows my secret identity, besides Alfred. Alfred? Who's that? You'll meet him, Dick. Very soon, I think. But right now, you'd better try to get some rest. If you're going to become the Batman's companion, you'll be starting a training schedule with me that'll keep you working day and night. Good. Good. Look forward to... to working. Dick? Doctor? He's asleep, I think, now. Good. And he's going to be all right, I think. He's going to be more than all right, Doctor. I'll see to that. That's it, Dick. Now, using judo, you're unarmed, and I come up behind you like this with a gun in your back. And I do this. Right. I'm powerless now. Now, look at the screen. This is a highly magnified picture of hairs found in a hat at the scene of a crime. What do they tell you about the criminal? Well, he was balding because the hairs have roots on them, proving they were not cut or pulled out, but fell out. Right. No, Dick. Cut in the supercharger. Watch the tachometer. That's it. You can handle the Batmobile as well as I can. Now, in breaking down a random code, you first look for the frequency of repeated letters of the alphabet. The most common... Well, let's go over the utility belt once more. Okay. In here, explosive pellets. In here, smoke screen cartridges. In here, the flares of... Excuse me, gentlemen, but dinner is waiting, and... My master Dick, what are you wearing? His new identity, Alfred. I think Dick is finally ready to join the Batman. But Dick Grayson has become Robin, the Boy Wonder. And so the dynamic duo was born. The Batman and Robin, fighting side by side in a common cause. Now operating together as a team. Batman and Robin bring their first case to a successful conclusion in the office of Police Commissioner Gordon. And there you are, Commissioner. A complete confession of the murder of the Graysons. And enough evidence to get the rest of the gang that was working the protection racket set up for a nice long vacation. Mm. The two of you seem to have done a very thorough job. It isn't enough having one of you a mystery, not knowing who you really are, Batman. But now there's two of you. Why, it's downright embarrassing. I don't mind telling you I've had three of my best men tailing you for the past two weeks, trying to find out just who you really are. And it's hopeless. They've done no good at all. Oh, gosh, don't say that, Commissioner. They've done me a lot of good. What? Oh, sure. Batman's been able to show me all the different ways of losing people that are following you. It's been a big help to me. Will you? <laughs> get, get out of here, both of you, before I lose my temper. <laughs> <laughs> And here's an excerpt of another program that might have been on the air during the 40s. 
From a world somewhere beyond the planet Earth comes that dynamic archbow of the forces of evil. Wonder Mother! Her shorts are blue and sprinkled on them stars of white. A favorite emblem across her chest. A golden eagle flying there, fighting evil. Look where it's Wonder Mother, fighting for liberty. into her Wonder Mother suit, which she always carries for emergencies. Then, take this, you fiend! concludes another edition of the Golden Days of Radio. I hope you've enjoyed the past half hour. This is Frank Brzee inviting you to tune in again next time for more great moments from radio programs of the past. This is the United States Armed Forces Radio and Television Service.